Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. On Good Friday, our Lord was crucified and laid in a tomb. As it was in the beginning of creation, so it was with our Lord's passion. After completing his work of redemption, he declared, It is finished. And he rested in the tomb on the Sabbath day. As the church gathers in holy vigil on this night, she awaits with eager anticipation for the happy news that Christ who died has risen from the dead. The liturgy for the Easter vigil places the death and resurrection of Christ in the context of the Passover. This is the Passover of the Lord in which, by hearing his word and celebrating his sacraments, we share in his victory over death. These words also recall Paul's words to the Corinthians. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. The Passover was closely connected with the exodus of God's people from Egypt. On the night before the Lord delivered the Israelites from bondage, they were, take, they were to take an unblemished lamb and slaughter it, smearing the blood from the lamb on their doorposts and lintels. They were also commanded to eat the roasted flesh of the Passover lamb with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. That night, as the Israelites hunkered in the safety of their blood-smeared homes, The angel of death slew the firstborn in Egypt. The tenth and final plague came in the form of death. But God be praised. They were spared the blade of divine judgment. They were saved by the lamb's blood. And then they fled, leaving their 400-year prison with a pillar of divine fire as their guide. That night... God brought Israel out of Egypt, having smote the firstborn of Pharaoh and all his house. It was the Lord's Passover, but it was also the Lord's victory. This was not just to be a one-time thing. The exodus itself was not repeated again, but the remembrance of it was to be kept as a feast to the Lord throughout their generations. For on this very day I brought your hosts out of the land of Egypt. Therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations as a statute forever. God wanted them to remember this day forever. He wanted them to remember his great work of redemption and to celebrate it annually with their families. But this Passover festival that commemorated their exodus from the hands of Pharaoh served a greater purpose. It was a type and shadow of the greater exodus when the Lord's own firstborn son would suffer the pains of death for sinners. That is why Paul says that Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Christ was the true Passover lamb whose blood was shed so that you might be spared eternal death. By his death and resurrection, God has brought his true Israel, the church, out of the Egypt of sin and death. As the hymn at the Lamb's High Feast we sing confesses, where the paschal blood is poured, death's dread angel sheathes the sword. Israel hosts triumphant go through the wave that drowns the foe. Hallelujah.
the wave that has drowned the old evil foe in you is none other than holy baptism. By that blessed washing away of sins, the old man in you has been drowned and engulfed. And a new man has been born by the powerful working of God's Spirit. This is why baptism has such a prominent place in the vigil of Easter. For those who are baptized into Christ's death and resurrection have been set free from the bondage to sin and Satan. But the Lord's Passover would not be complete without a meal. The Israelites were commanded to eat the flesh of the roasted lamb. Likewise, our Lord says to the true Israel, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. In the salutary gift of the Lord's Supper, the church feasts on the body and blood of God's Lamb, who was sacrificed for you on the altar of the cross. Paschal food. Paschal drink. How fitting that we celebrate this feast at the Vigil of Easter as we recount the works of Christ's redemption for us. Where the paschal blood is poured, death's dread angels sheathe the sword. This blood shed for you on Calvary and sprinkled on you in your baptism is smeared on the doorposts and lintels of your hearts as you receive it tonight at the Lord's table. And since your Lord's precious blood has touched your hearts and absolved you, all fear and dread must feed, must flee. All worry and doubt about your standing with God must cease, for the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. The greater exodus of your Lord's death and resurrection only took place once, like the exodus of Israel from Egypt. It is not repeated over and over again, but it is remembered and recalled every year during Holy Week and Easter. It is also proclaimed and remembered every time the church receives the paschal food. Do this in remembrance of me, said Christ. This is a perpetual feast to the Lord. Tonight, rejoice that in Christ, God has removed your hearts of stone and replaced them with hearts of flesh. Rejoice that God has raised up his son from the dead so that in him this valley of dry bones might also be raised up on the last day. Rejoice that Job's Redeemer lives and that because he lives, you, like Job, will see the Lord in your own risen flesh. Tonight rejoice that God has had mercy on you and has rescued you from the fiery furnace of his wrath as he once rescued Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is the night of the Lord's Passover, when Christ passed over from death to life. It is the night that your Lord descended into hell to proclaim victory to the spirits in prison. And it is on this night that the seal of the grave is broken. Christ does not appear to the women until the morning of the third day. That is what we remember and will celebrate at Easter tomorrow. But the celebration of Christ's triumph over death begins tonight. And especially so as he appears to you in the salutary gift of his body and blood. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. And may this peace that surpasses all human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting.